when Jenna's new boyfriend, Herm, announces that he is traveling to the north shore of Lake Superior to meet Commander Donner. She is skeptical. After all, Herm is convinced that he is an alien from the planet Xylon, who has been sent to Earth to search for rare minerals. As far as she is concerned, he is living in a dream world. However, Herm is also a nice guy, the best she's ever known, and she enjoys being with him. So does her eight-year-old daughter, Sylvie. If only it wasn't for that alien issue. This is a story of the horrors that some people can inflict upon the innocent. It is also a story of how incredibly strong the human spirit is. Ultimately, it is a story of how strong the bonds of love truly can be. Eye of the Beholder, a novella by Jim Bates. Available at MythMart.com www.mythmart.com and all other online retailers. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry Hey everybody and welcome to episode 151 of Lupa's Bits. I am your host, Lupa, as always. That never changes. Um, oh, Michael, just derailed me. <laughs> and I'm leaving this in because, um, oh, good morning. You are part of the podcast now. I'm now sending you a video to show you that I'm podcasting. And I just got completely derailed by a message that you sent. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to said podcast. Um, okay, I was trying to figure out, moving around back there. Okay, so let's see if I can get through this without any interruptions, all in one piece. We shall see. It's taken me an hour to get situated. I got up at 9.30, but... Uh, I had to make my coffee, put the dog out, get situated, had to fix his bed, because he keeps busting the seams on the bed. I don't know what he's doing to it. I don't want to know what he's doing to it. Um, and now here I am. So I think I have maybe an hour um, before somebody's interrupting me. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. The dog's gone to have a nap, so we're good there. Uh, yeah, episode 151, look at me. This is four weeks in a row. I am being consistent, self-disciplined. I am working the goals that I set out to do. Speaking of goals, so it's the end of the month, and I pull out my little planner. Uh-oh. 
I drop a bunch of stuff down behind my desk that I'll have to find later. And I take a look at the goals that I set out for this month. So the goals that I wanted to achieve this month was write a specific something. I'm not telling you what yet. Start exercise. Walk more, cry less, and podcast. Well, I wrote. I did. Oh, and my to-do list was write, magazine, and exercise. So um, I did cry less. I did not walk more. I did not exercise. But I did podcast consistently. And I did write. So I'm going to take that as a win. And I'm going to take the goals that I didn't achieve this month and I'm going to move them to next month. So you see how, remember we were talking about don't make resolutions, set goals. Because goals are movable. Goals you don't have to feel guilty about if you don't achieve them. So for February, in my goals section of my planner, I'm going to write exercise, walk more, and then add new goals like eat healthier um we're not putting in drink less coffee because i mean let's be real without the coffee i don't form sentences um i we forget to put on pants and people die so we are going to keep the coffee i mean in all reality it's the only vice i have left i don't smoke I don't drink, don't do drugs, so I have my coffee. Don't touch my coffee. So, yeah, um, I'm going to reset my goals. Of course, I'm going to do my bills because it's the end of the month and i got to pay my bills. That's kind of the adulting thing that you need to do. What are you? Oh, never mind. I don't want to know. That is the adulting thing that you do is you pay your bills every month. And yeah, so I have to pay my bills. I'm still kind of getting set up here. So you have to bear with me. I wanted to get started as soon as possible. Um, housekeeping. I do want to talk about a few things in housekeeping. Come on, you silly little candle. I need my, my thought candle. This actually, I got this candle for Christmas. And um, it smells absolutely divine. It's from Bath and Body Works. And it smells divine. It is called uh, Gingham. Didn't know Gingham had a smell, but you know what? It smells wonderful. And it actually helps me to keep my thoughts organized and um, focused, which is something that I have a hard time with a lot of times, is staying focused. I'm very ADD. I'm here, I'm there, I'm over there, I'm up here, I'm down there, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I've got 17 projects on the go, and none of them are finished, and there's music playing somewhere. That's in your big old butt. He just bumped my chair. Because he has to be as close to me as humanly possible. My dog, not Dave. Has to be as close to me as humanly possible. Anyway. So, um, I'm going to pay my bills, reset my goals, and fill out my planner for the next month. 
of things that I want to do, goals I want to set. So, um, right, housekeeping. See, I told you, focus. Housekeeping. Uh, Jim Bates' book is now um, available. You can get it at MythMart and Amazon, but MythMart. And um, it is called Eye of the Beholder. It is a novella. And it is, I, I am loathe to use the words cute and um, feel good when it comes to a book. Because it makes it sound like you're just being patronizing. But this really is a cute story. And you feel really good at the end of it. You feel, um, I mean, there are some dark issues that it deals with in the story. Now, he doesn't go into explicit detail. Thank you very much. Uh, but you don't need explicit detail to understand what he is referring to um, and what he is implying. So you feel vindicated. You're there and you're like, yes, at the end of the book with the main character, um, Herm the alien. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. You need to read this book. It is an alien love story, uh, or is it? Um, it is a wonderful book. I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed reading it, editing it, and creating the cover for it. I loved all aspects of it. And yes, the Yellow House plays a significant part in this. And um, that is actually Lake Superior behind that house and on the back cover. Because it does take place on the shores of Lake Superior. So, you know, let's go for authenticity and a cover for a change. Anyway, congratulations, Jim. It's a wonderful book. And I hope you do well because you deserve it. It's I really enjoyed do, working with you and I really enjoyed doing the book. It was great. Okay. Um, our GoFundMe is still live. You can find the link on my page on Facebook. And like I said, and I have been saying, we are not asking for a handout. We are asking for a hand up. This company has been running for 20 some odd years. The, the magazine has been around um, it'll be 20 years in September that the World of Myth magazine has been around. So we will be celebrating our 20th anniversary. And those of you that were writing for us five years ago will remember our big five-year, 15-year anniversary issue. We had writers from the very beginning and artists who contributed to the very first few magazines and um different artists over the years and different writers over the years contributing. Well, now we're celebrating 20 years of this free online magazine. Now, that being said, it does cost us to host said free magazine, to pay for the domain name for said free magazine. Um, so we did have to start a GoFundMe. Um, and ask for help. It's not something that either Dave or I are very good at doing. But I am 
Where is he? I am on a fixed income, so my funds are limited at best. And he has a household to run. <laughs> so, but all of the money that runs this company that buys the ISBNs for the books, that pays for the publishing of the books, because you have to pay to have your books published. Like The author doesn't have to pay. We have to pay. The company pays to have the books published. Um, all of the servers that hold all of our websites and um, the domain names all have to be paid for. And um, Open Contract Challenge, all of that has to be paid for. Our comic book line, the inkers, the pencilers, the, the, the artists, the writers, that all has to be paid for. All right, I just need to make sure you're not eating your dad's chair. Are you eating the chair? What are you chewing? Let me see. Bring it here. Oh, thank you. All right. He's not eating the chair. Okay. He does, I, I tell him, bring it to me, and he brings it and shows it to me. He usually drops it at my feet. Now he's going to stand beside me and crunch it because, you know, he's allowed to have it. Okay, you can go away now. <laughs> right up to the microphone. What a weirdo. Anyway, I swear he understands every word I say. So, everything comes out of Dave's personal pocket. We make very little um, on sales for our books, for the things on MythMart. And um, we get nothing, basically, from Amazon for book sales because they take such a huge they take 66 percent right off the top and then they take um their royalty there's a whole bunch of of fees that they take so that all comes out of dave's pocket now he's not complaining and it wasn't him that set up the gofundme it was me because i could see him struggling i could see him stressing i could see him uh, putting things aside to pay things for the business. Um, and I knew we needed help. So I set up the GoFundMe in his name. He knows about it. He knew about it. He knew I was doing it as I was doing it. He was right beside me. I needed his information. Um, and I want to say a huge, massive thank you for the donations that we have received already, those have already gone to pay for um, our corporate licensing. They've gone to pay for domains. They've gone to pay for other bits and pieces that keep this business running. Um, and at any point in time, if you want an accounting of what and where the money has gone, we have always said we are an open book company. We will tell you. We will show you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, originally, I had set the goal at 24000 and realized that was a little um, ambitious. That would keep us running. That is the entire um, everything for, I think, a year. 
yeah, something like that. But I've lowered it to 3,000. That is our goal. And that will keep um, everything running to the end of the year. And then we will reevaluate and see where we're at. Now, we're also offering other aspects, other avenues of, of ways to help. There is advertising. You can have audio ads. You can have um, a picture ad in the magazine. Yes, you, you know our magazine has been downloaded over 80,000 times this year alone. 80,000 times. Now, I know the votes don't reflect the amount of people that read the magazine, but I'll be honest, when I first started reading the magazine, I would forget to vote. I would read the story and move on to the next, and I would forget to vote. And it wasn't until I was actually writing for the magazine that I would vote on <laughs> my favorite stories, and I still vote. Um, but a lot of people just want to read the magazine. They they forget to vote, or they they don't vote. You know, it's not their thing, whatever. But yeah, it has been downloaded over 80,000 times. So if you have an ad, even a quarter page ad in the magazine, that's going to be seen by a heck of a lot of people. So if you want to make have an ad for your book, have an ad for your online business, have an ad for a product that you make and that you ship, it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be an author to advertise in the magazine or on our websites or on our podcasts. You just have to have a product that you can ship to somebody else or offer a class that they can log into and pay for, whatever, whatever. Advertising for your business, whatever your business may be. Etsy, eBay, uh, Amazon, whatever. We have advertising space on all of our websites. I, I think the magazine and the podcasts are the biggest draws uh, because we get so many listeners and so many um, readers to the podcasts and to the magazines that we have a wider broader audience so Adele Evershed winner of the OCC has her book coming out February I can't remember the exact date off the top of my head which is horrible because I am the editor and the editor-in-chief um Robert Piatone's book is coming out at some point in time Michael Arnold is the editor on that one Again, I'm still the editor-in-chief. But, uh, yeah, Adele Evershed's book, uh, Suffer Rage. Wow. I, I, wow. It was, it's, it's an anthology of short stories about women and the things that women have suffered through, the things that women do suffer through, the anger at the injustice of some of the things that women have to suffer through. The, um, strength and resilience of women. It is an incredible 
um, collection of work. And it was hard for me to edit um, because I could relate so well to some of the women in the stories. And my heart wept for them and my heart broke for them. And then at times I rejoiced with them and I felt vindicated and and overjoyed for them and I can't say enough about this book as I said it comes out next month and I can totally see why she won the OCC she is an incredible writer um she tells she weaves these stories so well that you get to the end of it and you're like oh crap that's it all right and you you go to the next one um, but the way they're laid out in the book, it just kind of weaves that tale through time of what women have gone through and faced and had to deal with throughout our lives. So, yeah, it, it is an incredible book. I highly recommend it. Um, I recommend every book that I edit, but there's a reason why I recommend every book that I edit, because generally I chose every book out of all of the submissions that I get, out of all of the query letters, out of all of the synopsises that I get throughout the year. When I set up our year edit publishing, um... I'm sorry, the cat and the dog are having a disagreement. I'm mediating at the moment. When I set up, when, when we set our schedule for the year, like for 2025, I'm in the process of setting up our publishing um, list for 2025. 2024 is done, it's set, we're good. Um, so I am setting up our lineup and choosing the books that will be uh, published for 2025. And I personally choose all of the books. So, of course, I'm going to love every book that comes out because I chose it. It was the best out of the ones that I got, and I felt it needed to be out there. So, there it is. <laughs> now, I'm not saying I'm anything special, but that's my job. That's why I'm in this position. And the books that I have chosen so far have been fairly decent sellers. Um, but the biggest thing, and I saw this on a friend's wall the other day, and I say this repeatedly, I'm pretty sure I sound like a broken record. Whenever anybody asks me advice and, and our marketing only goes so far. And we only... Um, are contracted for so long to do the marketing for your book. But the best marketing, the best tool for selling your product, whether it's a book, whether it's um, arts and crafts things that you have made, whether it's crochet or candles, whether it's fairies or, or flouncy dresses, whatever. If you have an online store, the best way to sell your product is to get out among the people and sell it face-to-face. -face. Go to farmer's markets. Go to library events. Go to 
conventions. Set up a table. Throw out your wares. Talk to the people. Because if you can get face-to-face -face with somebody and you can tell them about your product, be it a book, be it the crocheted shawl you just made, they are going to feel the passion that you feel for that product. And they are going to respond in kind by buying said product. Because they are going to feel your passion and then they're going to feel the need to have to have it. So, get out there. Get out amongst the people. Sell your stuff. If you only have one book published, that's fine. Fill your table with one book. For years, I had one book that I was selling. Eternally Bound. And I thought I could just rest on those laurels and not have to write another one. And here we are five books later. Um, I went to an event called the Tall Ships, which I thought was absolutely perfect for my book since my book has schooners in it and is based around a shipyard that builds schooners. Why not sell a book where there is a whole bay full of them from the time period that your book is set in? And once it started to trickle down through the vendors and through the people that stopped by my booth that I was selling a book based in the time period that the big tall ships that they were looking at was in and that it was on these tall ships. They came to me looking for the book. So all I had to do was talk to maybe 10 people. And they told a friend, and they told two friends, and they told two friends, and so on, and so on, and so on. And I sold 300 books that day. 300 books. Couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. When the last book left my hands, I literally sat down in my lawn, in my chair. And that was only on day two. This was a three-day event. That was on day two. Um... I sat down and I cried. I cried. I couldn't believe it. And all I had on my table was my one book. But I decorated my table up. I had a blown glass schooner. I had a little fairy. I had some funky lights. I had a nice tablecloth. And I spread them all out. I had little write-ups, like the synopsis, back blurbs of the book. Um, I had my, my business cards. I had stuff. I made it look pretty and it looked full and I sold my book and I sold it for $5 more than the cover price because A, you weren't paying tax, B, you didn't have to pay for shipping and C, I autographed it. So most people, I don't think I had anybody because it, it was $20 for just the book, $25 autographed. So I don't think anybody just paid the $20. Um, oh, no, it was 15 for the book, 20 for the autograph. I wanted to make it easy. Just hand me a $20 bill and go. And what was funny was a cruise ship had come in that day, and it was full of Americans. So they would come with their American money, and they'd hand me a 20, and I'd be like, I don't know what the exchange rate is. Hang on. Let me figure that out because I think I owe you some change. And every single one of them, no, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm okay. <laughs> sure. But get out into the people. Make videos. Show them what you have. 
um, talk to people. I know it's hard. That's why we're writers. We don't like people. We don't like to talk to them. We like to write about them, but we don't actually have to interact with them. But that, and, and it was, it was, I won't lie. It was a thrill for me to see advice that I had given years ago, a couple of years ago, a year ago, advice that I had given um, in our big bad marketing plan and through talking with this person to see them passing it on to somebody else because it works. Cat, okay. Because it works. The most books I have sold have been in person at events. Yes, I've had to pay to get into these events, but generally as a vendor, you get in and you pay um, within the first few hours. If you're talking to the people and getting them passionate about your, your product, you can make your money back and pay for your event and then pay on top of that. But I started out going to um, fairly cheap events, day events, outdoor events, um, events where it's only like $25, $50 for a table, $100 for a table. So, and that's five books. You have to sell five books to make that money. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That was off on a little tangent there. Um, I think this is kind of what this podcast is going to be, just little tangents and words of um, I don't know, wisdom. I, I hate to say that I'm wise. I really am because I may not, you may not think I'm wise. I don't, I don't think I'm wise. I just think I have experience. I'm going to be 52 years old this in February. Well, this, this podcast will come out. It'll already be February. So I'm going to be 52 years old in when this podcast comes out. Um, it'll come out on the, I will be 52 years old in 10 days when you hear this. Yes, my birthday is on the 12th. Send me birthday wishes. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I don't think I'm necessarily wise, but I have experience. Because I am the type of person that needs to learn through doing. And that means doing it wrong until I learn that I'm doing it wrong. And I need to do it a different way and try something else. And then it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> that works. Wow, that works. And then stick with that. Maybe modify it. Maybe make it better. Um, so, yeah, I've, I think I've touched on everything in, in housekeeping that I wanted to touch on. Um, we're gearing up for the February issue for the magazine. So get your stories in by the 15th, uh, please, because it's a short month this month. Um, we do have an extra day. We have the 29th, but yeah, never mind. That just absolutely. See, I told you, I'm not necessarily always wise. We have the same amount of days between the 15th and the 24th that we do every other month. So carry on. Just ignore me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Lack of coffee. That's the problem. Hang on. Let's take another swig and get the brain a little saturated. 
All right, so I was also talking to another friend of mine just this morning, actually, and we were talking about, oh, those glory days, and um, he was listening, went for a drive, and he was listening to some music, and uh, his friends of ours who have a drum troupe, and it dawned on him that he was actually listening to a friend of ours who had died a few years ago, and it, it, it it brought back some, some memories. It brought back some emotions. And, um, when I listen to music from my friends that, um, perform like the Dragon Ritual drummers, Kelliana, Wendy Rule, um, it brings back memories for me too. And we were talking about, he wanted to know if we could, you know, what was it? Capture? Hang on, let me refer to the conversation. He wanted to know if we could, um, if there was a way to capture the lightning in the bottle again. And that kind of struck me. Like, oh, wait, yeah, oh, wait, no. I don't want to recapture the same lightning. I am not the same person that I was back then. Um, I'm older. Uh, I require more sleep. <laughs> Less alcohol. <laughs> um, more time to recuperate if I do drink more alcohol than I, I would like. Um, but... And I'm going to be completely frank and honest with you here. I traveled with a group of women that we would go to these events and we would kind of leave our day personalities, our mundane personalities at the gate. And a lot of times we needed to become someone else. What started out as a lark, what started out as a joke, um, rapidly turned into something far bigger than the five women that were at the base of it, at the core of it. And in all reality, there were two women, me and another woman, that were at the core of the entire thing. And then we added a third, um, and then we added a fourth, and then there was a fifth. There were five of us, and we went everywhere together. We were seen everywhere together at every event. At least three of us out of the five were together, and it started getting to where when we showed up in an event, at an event, we were expected to perform. We were expected to be the people that they wanted us to be. We were expected to be funny. We were expected to be um, at times explicit. We were expected to always throw out the sexual innuendo. Um... We were expected to be those women. 
the 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 cougars kind of you know and everybody around us loved it because we played our parts so well and in all reality if i am completely and totally honest and frank i do not want to recapture that i do not want to go back to that i do not want to show up at an event and be expected to perform as I did back then. Because that's not who I am anymore. That's not what I'm about anymore. Um, and I, I had my, a friend tell me that, you know, I was respected. I can't argue with her because I have no idea. Um, I had her tell me that, you know... People wanted to sit down and have a serious conversation with me. Well, where were they? Because a very few actually sat and we discussed serious things and and spiritual, deep, emotional things. It was always surface stuff most of the time. Um, and 99% of the time, I was just sitting back and listening to what was being said. I was... I was listening. I was gathering information um, because I'm a writer. It's what I do. And it kind of turned into um, the sisterhood knows all. The sisterhood knows everything. Because people would weirdly open up about very personal things, very intimate things, very um, shocking, some of them, things that we really didn't need to know. But they felt comfortable in sharing it with us. Uh, we didn't go around blabbing it to everybody. We didn't spread rumors. We didn't share stories. What we knew, we knew. But everybody knew. We knew. Very little got by us. Because we were listening. But I don't think I want to go back to that. I don't want to go back to... Um, the one ones I don't want to go back. And if you know, if you understand what I mean by that, you'll know. I don't want to go back to, it'd be like me now taking a um, beginner's writing class. What? It just wouldn't work. So I don't want to go back to the um, false dawn and and staying up all night, dancing and drumming and partying. And um, if I'm going to be up all night, it's going to be because I'm talking and I'm having a conversation and I'm connecting with somebody. Not trying to dodge um, really bad pickup lines and really blatant innuendo. <sighs> Which we did. That's part of what it was. And I don't want to go back to that. I miss the, some of the people. I don't miss the events. Um, now, that being said, I'd be more than willing to camp. I have a cot. Which means my butt is up off the ground. I will still be able to move in the morning. 
Um, and I know where the rest of the camping gear is, and I'm fairly certain that if I asked nicely, I would be allowed to borrow it. So that means I have hey, hey. access to, hang on, bear with me, people, follow me. Come on, come with me. I have to rescue, no. Okay, I'm coming back. Can you hear me? Here I go. <laughs> I had to rescue some mechanical pencils because the dog decided it needed my attention. He knows better. See, I told you I had maybe an hour. Apparently, I only had half that. So, um, I'm more than willing to set up camp. Um, like I said, I'm fairly certain I would be able to borrow the camping equipment, which means I have a tent heater, I have a stove, I have all of that stuff. I am self-sufficient when it comes to camping. Stop it. So I have, with a tent heater, my old bones will still be able to move around come morning, which is a good thing. <laughs> anyway, um... But I don't think, I want to go to bed at a decent time. I want to get a good night's sleep. Because I'm old. I am up two or three times in the night peeing. And it's not because I drank too much. I remember back in the day. I mean, okay, so back in the day, I'm going to be honest with you. It always looked like I drank a lot. But I'm really good at faking it. You give me a shot, I stick my tongue in the hole. And it touches my tongue. And I get the reaction that you're expecting that... <laughs> And it never actually goes down into the gullet. So that was my thing. That was, and funny enough, I kind of learned to perfect the faking technique off of watching Coyote Ugly. Now, yes, I get it. They spit it back into a beer bottle. But um, I wasn't going to take the shot at all because... They stand there and they watch you. So you have to make it look like you swallow. So, yeah, I would never drink the shots. I never drank the hard liquor. Um, never drank the mead. Thank goodness, because some of it was disgusting. We had our Bubba keg. And every now and again, I would get a hold of it and have a swig out of it. Um, but... I was always sipping on water. Had my bottle of water. A couple of bottles of water, actually. And I would drink water. And then, at, when I was getting close to the end of the night, when I was done, that's when you would start to see the water bottle. And I'd be like, no, I'm drinking water now. I'm heading to bed soon. I didn't have to fake it anymore. I was done. So, yeah, I got a little giggly. Um... I got a little relaxed and fun, but I don't like being in out of control. I don't like not having control of how my body moves, what comes out of my mouth, and what I'm doing. So I wouldn't let myself get to that point. I would let myself get to the relaxed having a good time. I'm laughing hysterically because we were, I mean, I'll be honest, we were hysterical. But I don't want to do that anymore. 
I want to be able to say, you know what? No, thank you. I'm not drinking tonight. I, I don't drink. I really don't. And I don't partake of the, the herbal anymore. Not since I quit smoking and vaping. I don't anymore do that either. I just don't have a desire for it. I, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't condemn anybody for doing it. I just don't feel the need for me. If you know what I mean. Like, I don't, I I just, I don't know. I got enough going on in my head. I don't need to add something that's going to maybe bring something else in there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, when I stopped smoking, I stopped smoking. So, I don't even do gummies or, I mean, I will do, um, when I have a migraine or I'm having a particularly, uh, painful lupus flare, I will, um, I have some, uh, THC chocolate in my fridge at home. I will eat a piece and that kind of just calms me enough that I can sleep, but, you know, no, I don't, I, no, no, I have a beer with Dave before bed. We watch Supernatural and that's kind of our bedtime routine sometimes is we have a beer, we watch Supernatural and we go to sleep. That's it. The end of the day, you have a beer at the end of the day, a beer, a Corona at that. So, you know, there's that. But I just, I don't know if I want to recapture that lightning. And I said that to him too. I told him that, you know, not, we don't want to capture the same lightning. We want to capture a cleaner, we want to create a cleaner light. One that burns longer. One that is sustainable. Because that lightning in a bottle from the good old days, that is not sustainable. It's fun and it's fast and it burns out quick. And you can't keep up. Not at this age. Not anymore. And I don't even think that the generation that has come up to take our place and they have taken our place. I mean, come on, be realistic. Most of us don't go to fests anymore because of the younger generation taking over. They they have lost a lot of the meaning of what a sacred fire was, what um, a, a sweat lodge was what the women's mysteries were and the men's mysteries and, and they've lost a lot of the meaning behind it. And we only have our generation to blame for that, to be honest. I don't want it back. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want it. I would mind, wouldn't mind going to a conference um, to see old friends, reconnect with some people, attend some workshops that were more on my level, more on my path that I'm on. But I don't think you will find in within that type of community a workshop or a class or even a discussion group 
pertaining to the type of spiritual path that I'm on. Because it isn't one that is generally discussed. It isn't one that is generally um, accepted, I think. Because you can't be one if you're the other. So they say. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if... I don't know. I think that's the best that I can say is I don't know. I I keep trying to get to stuff when I'm home and it's warm and events are happening and I miss them, miss getting to them or I can't afford to go um, or I'm doing something else. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't think there's anybody out there like me, so <laughs> the chances of me finding a kindred spirit are slim to none. But even in just the general um, aspect of recapturing your glory days, I look at what would be considered my glory days and... I've been a mom since I was 19. I didn't really have glory days. I had young children during my glory days. I don't want that back. Nuh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to recapture those glory days. No way. I'm dating a man that their young, his youngest child is eight. She's housebroken. She's housebroken. She can fend for herself in the food department. And it doesn't require a whole lot of, of parental interaction, if you know what I mean. You throw food at her, you spend some time with her, she's good. <laughs> then there's the teenager. <laughs> Who doesn't want any parental interaction, for the most part? Um, she wants to hang out with her friends. Great. All right. Cool. Handle that. I don't want to go back to diapers and 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 toddlers and big first days of school and and no waking up at this crack of stupid. No, no. Did I say no? I think I said no. <laughs> no, I don't, want to, I don't want to go back to my glory days. These are my glory days. These are the days where I'm doing the things and, and creating a way to live my dream. I am, I'm chasing my dream now. These are my glory days. These are my dream chasing days. And I've always been a late bloomer, I suppose. Um, maybe not in the physical sense. I was an early bloomer in the physical sense. But I've always kind of been late to the party. I didn't actually try marijuana until I was in my 30s for the first time. So like I said, late bloomer. But now I'm doing what I probably should have been doing in my 20s and maybe my 30s. I'm chasing my dreams. I'm going after my passion and I'm trying different avenues of my passion. 
And one of the things is actually learning something new within the realm of writing. Um, Jay's actually going to get me a book, a For Dummies book. <laughs> Which, those books are great, by the way. They really are. It, it dumbs it down, it simplifies it, gives you enough to get you going and you kind of pick up the finer points as you go which is fine i am totally cool with that just get me started because what i want to do is a heck of a lot faster doing it the one way than it is the way i'm doing it so yeah i want it i want to read through it and then I want to retackle what I'm doing. I'm still going to do it the way I'm doing, but I'm also going to do it the other way. So that I have both. Because, you know, reasons. <laughs> I know, I'm being vague. And I'm being vague for a reason. Because I don't want to jinx it. I, I have told enough people so that I'm held accountable, which helps with my self-discipline. You see, now that certain people know, hang on. Excuse me. Don't make fun of my sneezes. Now that certain people, I, I made a point of telling certain people, um, because they will hold me accountable. They will say, are you writing? Are you doing this? How's it going? How many words today? How far are you? Are you almost done? Can I read it? Um, they will hold me accountable. They will they will keep me going, so to speak. Because I work really good when I'm under pressure. Oh, my goodness. I sneezed, and now my nose is burning. Like, you know, when you get water up your nose or chlorine up your nose? Yeah. Uh, I haven't taken my meds yet, yet. So, yet, yet? Wow. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I haven't taken my meds yet. No extra yet. Uh, so I'm a little stuffed up. Allergies. We slept with the door open last night. The sliding glass door on the balcony. Oh, it was lovely. The smell of the fresh air was cool. It was great. It smelled like spring. I'm so excited. Um... It was quite wonderful. Annie, you're going to be a little dork, aren't you? Yes, he is. Go on. Go take your, your bottle and chew elsewhere. Go. Anyway, I think he's telling me I need to wrap this up or I will put him outside. Go on. Go. Uh, hang on. I guess we're not going to make it through this without an interruption. So pause and we're back. Okay. It breaks my heart when I put him out there, when I'm podcasting or I'm doing something that he's in the way because he stands at the door and looks at me like, Ma, what are you doing? Ma? Um, um. <laughs> Which is what he just did. So it's a good thing I'm in an entirely different room and can't see him. Anyway. Um, what was I saying now? I don't want to recapture those days. I don't want to go back to those days. 
I want to chase my dreams now. I want to chase my goals now. Uh, because I have the freedom now to do that. I have the support system to do that. And I have some pretty high goals. I have some pretty um, lofty aspirations. But you need to have high goals. Like they say, aim for the moon and you'll end up among the stars. And that's what I'm doing. I am aiming for the moon. So that I'll end up amongst the stars. I will be happy amongst the stars. If I hit the moon, I will be beyond ecstatic. But I will be happy with landing amongst the stars. That will be good for me. Um... Movies. Have I seen any movies lately? Well, kind of. I started watching The Who Incident, which is a movie done by my friends Ron and Jan Chevry. Um, I have not watched all of it. I started watching it before bed last night, which was a mistake because I took my bedtime meds and I just couldn't focus and it's really, it's a really quiet, starts out really quiet. So it was, I couldn't turn the TV up because, you know, bedtime, people were sleeping. Uh, so I'm going to um, try again today and rewatch it today. But I will tell you one thing. It's very surreal when you're watching a movie and you know, not only the director and the producer, but the actors. And you're like, I know you. <laughs> what are you doing um so yeah I uh I I try I started watching it last night but there were just too many extenuating circumstances for me to be able to a hear what was going on and b focus and pay attention so I'm going to try again this afternoon um I'm trying to think I know we watched a really bad one, but I don't know if we've watched, I know I discussed it in my last podcast, and there is a review of the movie, I think. No, that's not the movie I watched, that was Cynically, Sally watched that. Anyway, um... Yeah, I haven't really watched anything um, lately excruciatingly bad or good, you know, either way. So I don't have anything there to discuss. Um, I'm getting back to doing some of my TikToks. I have been lax on that lately, so I'm trying to... Get back doing regular TikToks. Um, we'll see how that goes. But I'm working on Jessica Alexandria's book right now, The Murder Society. And it's another one that's, that's for... What amazes me when I'm reading this, and I have to remind myself, is that the author of this book is only 17 years old. 
it's an incredibly intricate story. It is really good. It's heart-wrenching. It's action-packed. It's It's got everything. It's really good. And she's 17 years old, which just blows my mind that she wrote a full-length epic. Epic! It's over 100,000 words. Epic novel at 17 years old. I mean, can you imagine where she's going to take this career? If she sticks with it, like it's just incredible. She directs, she produces, she makes short films, she writes. She she's like the full package at seventeen. Yeah, it's really cool. She's really cool. So check her out, Jessica Alexandria. Um, I think that's about it. I think this is going to be a short one. I can only expound so much on the glory days and what we need to do now to not necessarily recapture that feeling from our glory days, but to maybe create something different that reflects more of who we are now, that fits more with where we are now in our lives, because we're all older we're all grown. We have grown children for the most part. Some of us have grandchildren. Um, some of us have taken the spiritual path that we were on and altered it or changed it or jumped paths completely. So we're not the same people that we were in those glory days, in those lightning in a bottle days. And every time I say those words, it reminds me of the field at Wiccanfest, at Mansfield. And it would be downtown is what we called it, down the hill, downtown. And the one field would just be full of fireflies. And it seemed over the years that those fireflies got less and less and less. And I think that is kind of like the lightning in a bottle that over the years it gets less and less and less and it becomes a memory a memory that you cherish a memory that you you carry with you but you can't go back and relive a memory so you can't go back and relive those glory days you can't go back and recreate them because in order to recreate them you would need to have all of the same circumstances date, time, temperature, age, and we don't have any of that. Everything has changed. So I think we need to change with it. I think we need to move with it and flow with it instead of trying to fight it. We are the first generation that has aged the way we have. I remember looking at people my age when I was a kid and thinking, damn, you're old. And I look at some people my age now and, and wow, you're old. I'm not that old. And then I realized that I'm actually older than they are. And I think our generation, because we were raised differently, and I mean, I'm not going to do that whole, we were built different, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we kind of were. We didn't have the safest of childhoods. 
It's, I'm surprised that we all managed to make it to the finish line. Um, some of us didn't, but most of us made it to the finish line, to where we are now. Um, and a lot of us, as Gen Xers, at the age we are, we are not anywhere near like our parents were when they were our age. Not even close to where our parents were when they were the age that we are now. We're still acting like we're in our 30s. We're still collecting toys and playing video games and and up on the latest technology and, you know, all of that stuff. And I think we need to create something that is new, that is different, that is us now. Because the things that our parents' generation had were what we grew up on. And that's what we attended in our glory days. And I've noticed that now that our generation, which was really the last generation to fully attend these events and to fully participate in the publicality of it all. Now that we have kind of drifted away and are doing our own things and are becoming more solitary and more introverted and more introspective that we, the events themselves are starting to drift away. You don't see a lot of the old events anymore. Um, and it's sad because there were events that were really, really good. But I think the reason why they were really, really good is because of the people that attended them. The group of people that attended them. The connection that we all had with each other. That made the event good. And when new people started coming in, and we were relying on all the old things that used to work, and they were kind of going, eh, I don't get it. Because we had been so many years doing the same thing that we all knew it, and we all loved it, and it was a comfort. It was an old sweater we could put on and we could be comfortable in that they wanted something new. So things started to change. And with our generation, we don't like change a whole lot. We don't do well with change. Um, we just kind of go, okay, whatever, we're out. I'm dipping. Um, and we drifted away, which left them. And then the event either fell apart or completely had a makeover and is something that we don't recognize anymore and are not comfortable at because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know, you know, we're paranoid. We are a paranoid generation. How many of you go into a restaurant and sit with your back to the wall so you can see the door? How many of you? I do. 
and I can tell, like, there are five years difference between Dave and I, and I can, you can, there are certain situations that we, we are in that you can tell that I am five years older than him, that I was a teenager when he was still a little kid, like going into a restaurant and sitting with your back to the wall so you can see the door, little things like that. Anyway, um, thank you, Mike, for the topic of discussion on my podcast this week. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's twice now. That's twice now you've given me something to talk about. I might just have you on a show um, to discuss said topics. Um, anyway, thank you for that. And uh, if I haven't said it before or if I haven't said it enough, to everybody who has donated to the GoFundMe, thank you very much. All of it so far has been put to good use to bringing you quality shows, quality magazine, quality books, um, and other t-shirts, lithographs. Um, I am in the process of putting together, and this is trademarked and copyrighted, so don't steal the idea, a writer's journal where you have a section to flesh out your characters, flesh out your world building, the um, bullet points of your story, and then chapter layout. All of that will be in this writer's journal. And I'll be selling it. I will be selling it myself. This is not going to be a business thing. And then the business is going to take a percentage Um I'm going to give the business, I'm going to have a contract with the company for a percentage of the sales. And then if it starts selling really well, then I will sell the rights to the company and the company will produce the journals and sell them. So I'm making a few journals. I'll post a link on my thing when they're up on Amazon. Anyway. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this up for this week. My nose is starting to run off my face, so I need to go and deal with that. And I do have a few other things that I want to get accomplished today before I call it a day. This was one of them. Tick off the list. Yay me. Um, look at me being consistent still. <laughs> Self-discipline. I do want to take the dog for a walk this afternoon so that I can actually... You know, start implementing the walk more um, and see how that goes from there. And, uh, yeah, I just have regular, normal, everyday things that I need to do. End of the month. So I have end of the month things that I need to do. Um, but I hope you guys have all had a wonderful January and that the first of the year has been kind to you. And that you have started to implement those goals that you want to achieve for the year. Because you can put down all the goals you want, but until you actually put them into action and start doing the things to create them, they ain't going to get done. Believe me. You know how many times I've come back to my computer going, is it done yet? Oh, crap. I actually have to do it. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I will be back next week, I promise, unless something unforeseeable happens, I will be back next week. And, uh, you know the drill, 
You know the rules. I say it every week. Be the kind friend. Always be kind. Always, always, always be kind. You can be cruel and still be kind about it. You can be snarky and be kind. And if you do it when you're being kind, it really makes the person that you're doing it to wonder. And sometimes if you do it just right, they begin to think you're a little psychotic and become afraid. So always be kind. And don't lick shit, okay? Just don't. Just don't. All right, everybody. I will talk to you all next week. See ya. Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry, Don't you cry.